The Major Unknown, my weekly market review, April 9th, 2023. The week and the month began with investors shifting their attention away from March's banking turmoil and back to the risk of a recession that could drag down consumer spending, thereby corporate profits, and thereby stock prices. And the holiday-shortened week provided plenty for them to focus on. Unexpected output cuts from the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, were announced on Monday after oil prices dipped in March amid the banking stress and fears over the global economic outlook. Unsurprisingly, oil prices and oil stocks soared to start the quarter's first trading day, as did the odds of another quarter-point hike by the Federal Reserve next month. That's because higher oil prices is a potential blow in the Fed's battle against inflation, a fight it had looked to be slowly winning. The White House got very grumpy about the move. It apparently made clear through diplomatic channels that, given the cost of living issues in the U.S. and broad market uncertainty, it considered this production cut as ill-advised. Pretty much all the economic data released before the big one, the jobs report on Friday, implied that the economy isn't just lifting its foot off the gas pedal, it may now be stomping on the brakes. The U.S. Manufacturing Activity Index fell to 46.3 to its lowest level since it completely collapsed back in those frightening dark days of May 2020. Numbers below 50 indicate contraction, and by this index, manufacturing has now been contracting for four straight months. The overall reading has fallen to this level only 16 other times in the index's history, dating back to 1948. In 12 of those 16 instances, the economy was either already in a recession or fell into one shortly after. Employers seem to be finally pulling back from their breakneck, higher-at-all-costs approach of 2022. The Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, JOLTS, for February showed a very sharp 632,000 decline in job openings to a total of 9.93 million, with declines across all industries and sectors. Estimates had been for 10.45 million openings. This represents over 2 million fewer job openings than there were a year ago. For context, however, the pre-pandemic record ever high in job openings was around 7.5 million. Another example of how the pandemic broke data. We also learned that service industry expansion was coming to a screeching halt and that factory orders were disappointing. The market seemed somewhat confused and appeared unsure about which way to react. There was push-me-pull-you pressure being exerted on stock prices from two distinctly different camps. The optimist's case was that all this recession-pointing data took a lot of the pressure off the Fed to keep rising rates, and that the absolute worst case for the next meeting in early May would be one final quarter of a point hike, 71% probability, but with a pause and no increase at all still very much on the table, 29% probability, all good for stocks.
However, an increasingly common narrative is that it's economic data, not the banking situation and not the Fed, that will mostly determine whether the next 10 to 15% move in the S&P 500 is higher or lower. That's because the major unknown for investors is whether the economy falls into a recession or not. It's not how much more the Fed hikes rates. We know it's not much more, if at all. And it's not whether the government will rescue depositors with any other regional banks. We pretty much know that they will. On that basis, the pessimist's case is that bad news about the economy is now simply bad news, which means likely lower corporate earnings and less tolerance for risk by investors. That's bad for stocks. We then had the rather strange and unusual situation on Friday of the all-important jobs report coming out at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on a day when the stock market was closed for a holiday and therefore unable to immediately react. Payrolls grew by 236,000 in March, totally in line with estimates, and below the upwardly revised 326,000 in February. The unemployment rate, somewhat surprisingly, ticked lower to 3.5%, and average hourly earnings rose 0.3%, pushing the year-on-year increase to 4.2, the lowest level since June 2021. Although still elevated by historic standards, this increase in jobs was the smallest of the entire post-pandemic economic recovery and definitely appeared to fall into a Goldilocks sweet spot of not too hot, which would embolden the Fed to definitely keep raising rates, and not too cold, stark evidence of a recession.